We just have a couple announcements. Um, it's actually nice to hear all the chatter. It's nice to have you guys together. It's wonderful to be together all together um, just in the midst of our week. Um, one quick, a couple quick announcements for us. Um, tonight at 7 p.m., we have the women's volleyball game. It's a home game against Gordon. So be there to support your teammates. Um, and also, Prayer Warriors is starting up this year, and they're starting off with their first event um, tonight. They're going to have 24 hours of prayer, and that will begin in Angel Chapel. Um, so if you have questions, you can talk to SGA or Elizabeth, who is overseeing that program. Um, I'd also like to introduce our speaker for this morning before we get started. Um, we have Marco DeBarros, who's with us. Many of you might know him already. I know he's spoken at a couple different events, and he is an alum of the college here. Um, let me just read his bio real quick for us. Marco and his wife, Lindsay, are the parents to four beautiful children and the pastors of New Life, New Bedford Campus for the Northeastern Leadership Program in Massachusetts. He is also the pastor, he was also the pastor for New Life's high school, Masters Regional Academy for over 10 years. Marco is originally from Santiago, Cape Verde, and immigrated to the U.S. in 1993. Marco is an inspiring teacher who motivates young people to discover their identity, cultivate their purpose, and seek truth. He received his Bachelor of Arts in Religious Studies here at Eastern Nazarene College. Could you please welcome him this morning? And we'd also like to begin with prayer, and we have um, student Amber Irving who's going to come pray for us this morning. Please go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes. Pray with me. God, thank you so much for this anointed time to come and take time out of our school day to worship you, God. Bless the speaker as he comes and brings your words, Lord, and our worship and everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning, NC. I say good morning, people. Come on. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm really excited to be back on campus. Um, it's good to see all of you. And, uh, of course, before we preach, we've got to do something here. I need to take a selfie. I haven't been here in a while. So can you get on in with this, man? Come on. Can I hear you say lions? Lions! There we go. All right, good. Can't do anything these days without documenting it first, you know. Got to document what you're doing. I'm really glad to be here. Um, graduated from here in 2004. Uh, it's one of the best two years of my life. I transferred here, so I didn't get to spend four years here, but the two years that I spent was, was phenomenal. Uh, the best thing about it is that I met my wife here, and uh, we've been happily married now for almost 10 years, and we have four little ones that uh, keeps us very busy, so pray for us. We have an eight-year-old, seven-year-old, four-year-old, and a one-year-old. Pray for us again, okay? Pray for us a few times, okay? I believe that your life will never be the same again. This is a place that God ordained for you to be here. I believe that with all my heart. So I'm glad you're here. And uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, I encourage you to open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3 or maybe turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3, 21st century. You know, we, we have phones and stuff. Um, I want to share with you a few thoughts here from, first, uh, from Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. Philippians 3, beginning with verse 12. I'm talk to you this morning briefly about living a focused life, okay? Focus, man. Can you tell your neighbor, focus? You know, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we're in a squirrel generation. You know, we just, 
You ever seen a squirrel go at it? You know, they all over the place just can't seem to, to tune in. You know, we, we have this thing now that we can't seem to get our faces away from. You know, it's good to see that some things haven't changed. You know, people in the balcony, all in their phones, you know, they just can't seem to get away from this thing. You know, we have a new God, and it's called an iPhone. Hello, somebody. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about a focused life. Uh, I believe that it's amazing that we live in a time where we have so much going on. And we have so much to do, but we're not doing much of anything anymore. You know, we have so much that we want to accomplish, but we have so much on us that it seems like we're not really getting past too many things. And so I I believe that some of you guys, you're here because you want this focus. You're here because you want your life to matter. You want your life to count for something, and you don't want to just go through the motions. You don't want to just, you know, do the, uh, the Christian thing without it actually permeate you. One of the saddest things about being in a Christian environment is that sometimes we can be in the environment, but the environment doesn't get on us. Come on, am I, am, I, am I talking to anybody this morning? I come from a very loud church, and so when, when church is quiet, I get nervous. Is anybody going to help me this morning preach this message? Like, I don't care what you say, you know, at least nod at me, you know, say preach, you know what I mean? I'm from Africa, you can say preach African man, you know. One of the best, one of the best things that I've heard preaching, one time uh, I, I was preaching and someone said, ride that bus. I was like, man, I'll ride that bus, okay. Some of the people from Philly are here, they know what I'm talking about. But uh, listen, give me something. Work with me because I believe that preaching is a two-way street, okay? Uh, the, word, the word comes, we receive it, and we say, I'm with that. Amen. Amen means, yes, I agree. Can we just have a, a amen just for fun? Can you just say amen? Amen. I agree. I'm with you. All right. So here's what the Bible says. Philippians 3, beginning with verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this. I have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to having taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature, any mature people in the house? should take such view on things. And if on some point you will think differently, in other words, if you're not that mature yet, <laughs> okay, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Once again, can you say amen? amen. Listen, a focus, a focus life. I like to come down here because I don't like to feel too far from the people that I'm speaking to. A focus life. We live in a very unfocused time, okay? We always have five, six things going on. Some of you guys, you're here, but your mind is somewhere else. Because, you, you know, you got to go do this, and you got to go do that. And you have all these different things that we want to do. And unfortunately, because of that, we are not really hit in the mark as we used to, okay? And we're not focused. We're not driven as we used to. You listen, uh, the Bible says that, that, that sin is actually missing the mark, Okay? And one of the struggles that I see in this generation is everybody says, I'm not doing anything wrong. And and to me, that's a defensive way of living life as opposed to living for what am I doing right? Okay. Like a lot of times I hear Christians just talking about, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong. We're all defensive. You know, you know, in sports, they say defense wins games. It's kind of true. But if you don't score more than your opposite team, you, you lose. Okay, so offensive living is better than defensive living. You know, in other words, I should be focused on getting some things done and not just focus on the things that I'm not doing. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be known for what I don't do. 
I want to be known for what I do. You know, I want to be known for the things that I stand for, not the things that I stand against. You know, and so that seems to be the, the defensive mechanism nowadays of a lot of Christians. You know, we're just living on the defensive mode because we don't have anything going on. And the worst part is this, guys. Hear me on this. The worst part is because we're not focused, we become experts in things that don't matter. How many gamers do I have in a house? I love playing FIFA. It's my favorite game. Anybody like to play FIFA? You know, you ever watch yourself playing FIFA like you scored an amazing goal, but you look along, you're like, but I can't share that with anybody, though. You know, that's like, that's just my own little accomplishment, but I'm not even that excited about it because it really doesn't mean anything on the long haul. You know, we've become experts in things that don't matter. You know, a lot of the things that we accomplish nowadays, we're like, okay, but what's this going to do, though? How is this changing the world? How is this changing my life? How is this changing my community? And I think you can agree with me on this. We've become experts in making excuses. I mean, people now have PhD in excuses. I mean, people have so much reasons why they can't do something as opposed to doing something. Why? Because we have bought into this mindset of being unfocused. It's almost like being unfocused has become a cool thing in a, in a, in a weird way, you know, where we just, okay, we're, we're good with just doing a lot of things, but not really doing anything, really. Nothing that zeroes in and focus us on something. And what Paul is saying here is like, man, I got to live my life, and I'm encouraging you guys in, 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 in the church to live with this focus. There's got to be something that I'm looking to accomplish. Why? Because deep down inside, if we are really in tune with the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God didn't put us here just to kind of go through the motions. I don't believe he got you here just, to, just so you can say you got an education. You can get an education but not get a purpose. Some people live here, they get a diploma, but they didn't get purpose. They didn't get identity. They didn't get destiny. And those are the things that really drives us as people, not just Christians, but just humanity in general. We need identity. We need purpose. And we need a destiny. We need something to strive for that actually means something. Because what's the point in graduating in things that don't matter? Like so many of us, we're experts in things that don't matter. I love sports. I watch sports religiously. You know, Jesus is my savior. Sports is my religion, right? And I know a lot of stats and a lot of things. But the truth is, at the end of the day, they don't really matter. They don't really matter. The things we're so passionate about don't really matter sometimes. And that's what's crazy to me, that, that we've been locked in on things that we are so passionate about, but they don't really amount to anything. And so I want to share with you some traits of a focused person this morning because I believe this. I believe whatever God sends me is because there's a group of people there that he's trying to get his attention. It may not be all of you, but I believe there's a few of you here that God is trying to say, I need you to live this focused life. I need you to pay attention to what my spirit is doing. Jesus often said this. He says, he who has an ear, let him hear. In other words, are you really paying attention to what the spirit is saying to you, what is communicating to you. And I believe some of you guys are going to zero in on this. Unfortunately, some of you guys don't have the maturity yet that Paul is talking about, so it's going to take you a little while. Some of us, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but we, we, we are in the environment, but the environment is not getting on us. I know it's going to get quiet, but that's the truth. Okay? The environment is good, but is it permeating me? Is it affecting me? Is it moving me? Is it inspiring me? Is it challenging me? Is it motivating me to reach the focus that God has for me? Because if you're paying attention to what Paul is saying here, focused people know they're not the focus. That's the first point. Focused people actually understand, no, it's not about me. 
When Galileo discovered that, that it wasn't about the earth, that really the sun was the key, it, it revolutionized the scientific world. And it will revolutionize your world when you begin to understand that, that you are not the focus. You know, I know everything in our society says it's about me, myself, and I. But scriptures is always counterculture. Scripture says, no, actually, you're not the focus. The son, the S-O-N is the focus. And if you let him be the one that drives you, then everything about you is what he is. The Bible says, in him I move, I live, and have my being. So he's not an attachment that I put on when I go to chapel. It's not an attachment that I put on when I go to Sunday morning service. No, he is the life. He is the truth. He is the way. It's one thing to quote that scripture. It's another thing to have it as a reality of my life. To say, Jesus is my way. He's my truth. He's my life. This is where the perspective that Paul is coming from. He's saying, I'm not the focus here. The focus is the son. He's the one that has made me who I am. And if you read this entire chapter, I encourage you guys that are in that mature stage and you want more, I encourage you to go back and read the whole chapter. Let me just give you an example from the same chapter, verse 7 and 8. Look what Paul says, where he says, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider lost for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything I lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. That's awesome. Paul says, hey, I can label you my, my, my resume of things that I've accomplished and things that I thought meant something. All the things that we aim for and we think is going to get us somewhere. And Paul says, man, I met Jesus. All those things became nothing. Actually, the word garbage there in Greek is pretty interesting. It's kind of saying poop. Okay. He's saying all that stuff, poop, compared to Christ. Okay, all the things that we think are so necessary, you know, all the games that I have achieved and, 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 and I unlocked all these different things, went to a different level, poop. Okay, all the things that I thought, man, I, I'm, I'm going to school and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know, I'm going to be known for doing this and doing that, poop. Okay, compared to knowing Christ. Young people, what is your focus? What is the driving force of your life? Because it would be a shame, right, to do, have so many accomplishments but not mean anything because Christ is not the center of our lives. You know, when he's in attachment, he's not really the center. The thing with, with, with Christ is he, he, he's all about being all in. You know, he's not big on give me some. You know, he's not big on kind of maybe, perhaps. You know, there's no such thing as being kind of pregnant. You got to be either pregnant or not. You know what I mean? That's how Jesus rolls. He's like, he's all in. Like, you can't just kind of come a glimpse at him or, 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 or kind of like say, you know, I, I, I have this part-time approach to the whole thing. Okay? And, and that's, and that's the, the, the sad thing about, about not being mature enough in the faith to understand that, no, no, this is not something that I kind of do on the side. You know, it's funny. You hear people say, I'm like, I, I kind of dabble in Christianity. There's no such thing. You can dabble in religion, but following Jesus is a whole other thing. Okay, thank you. So, give me a water break. Focus people know they're not the focus. That's the first thing. Second thing is, if you're paying attention to what Paul is saying here is, he says, focus people, they filter all their decisions and actions through their mission. When you're focused, you have a mission. When you're focused, you have a goal. Therefore, Every decision, every action that you take 
you take it through that filter. I love focused people. They have that laser beam focus. They know what they want. They know what they're going for. They're not wishy-washy. They're not, you know, in and out, you know, hot, cold. They're not a Carrie Perry song. You know what I mean? They focus. They know what they want, and they go for it, and, and their lives reflect it. Why? Because they know they have a mission. Can I ask you this question this morning? What is your mission? What is your mission? I believe that each one of us, if we're focused in Christ, Christ has a mission for us. Now, I'm not talking about your lifetime goal mission. I'm talking about this year. Just this year alone. What is your mission? What is the driving force of your life this year? Because if you have a mission, then all your decisions, all your actions are going to be filtered through that mission. What is it that God has put in your heart to accomplish this year alone? Because the thing is, the thing with lifetime goals, they're just one year after year adding up. Nobody wakes up one day and goes, oh, yeah, I come here, I got here by osmosis. I got here because I kind of got lucky. You know, we get there because we have a mission. We have a focus. We have a drive. Okay? And so focused people don't just get with anybody because they have a focus. Focused people don't just date because they have a focus. Focused people don't just flirt because they have a focus. Focused people don't take just any job because they have a focus. Focused people don't hang out with just anybody because they have a focus. Focused people say, ladies, you know what focused people say when sweet dudes try to talk to them? Man, please, I'm focused. I know what I want. I'm focused. Dudes, focused dudes don't just fall for anything because you have a goal. You have a priority. Okay? Every decision. Focused people know how to spend their money. Hello, somebody. Focused people know how to spend their time. They know how to spend their energy. They know how to value their friendships. Focused people filter every decision through their mission. But if you don't have a mission, you'll fall for anything. He who aims at nothing hits it every time. Let that sink in for a second. We're not aiming at anything, and then we look at our lives, we're like, oh, nothing's going on. Well, you keep aiming at nothing, you're going to hit it every single time. What is the driving force of your life? What's driving you? If you don't have anything driving you, you don't have anything to live for. You don't have any reason to wake up in the morning. Okay. Why do people aim, just, just drift aimlessly through life? Because they don't have any focus. They don't know what they live for. They don't know what they're here for. And I, and I, and I believe the college-age years are the reasons to be exploring that question. What am I here for? What's my purpose? What's the driving force of my life? Because when you have no focus, you have no direction. Paul is saying, man, you got to be straining towards the goal. The goal is Christ and his will and his mission in whatever area he has for you. Number three, if you're paying attention, if you're taking notes, again, mature people, I'm talking to mature people today. Number three is Paul says, if you're focused, you live with self-control. Focused people are driven by self-control. Self-control is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? Sunday school, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, gentleness, and self-control, right? I believe Paul left self-control for last because self-control kind of determines all the other gifts, all the other fruits. What happens when love is not in self-control? It turns into lust, what happens when, when there's no self-control? Joy becomes joyless. What happens when you don't have self-control? 
Patience becomes restlessness and anxiety. Gentleness becomes rude. Okay? And you can go down the list. Okay? No self-control, no other fruits. In other words, when you're focused, you're led by the Spirit of God, and your decisions are in self-control. Paul says this. I love this about Paul, because he's always driving the church to have a focus. Right? And he says this to the Corinthians church. He said this. Watch. He says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You know what that is? Self-control. Immature people will do anything that comes their way. That's why immature people can't stay focused in chapel. They've got to be on their phones. They don't even realize, I'm so immature, I can't even control myself. Hello, somebody. Hey, I don't have to come back. I'll just leave the truth here, and I'll go home. Okay? That, that's, that's the beauty of being a, a guest speaker. You know, you can drop it, drop the bomb, walk away. Okay. Are we going to clap? Let's go. Let's go. And how do I know immaturity? Immaturity always tries to be louder and thinking because I'm louder, I'm right. Oh, come on, it's going to get quiet, quiet now. Okay, focused people know I don't have to be louder. I don't have to be the, the life of the party. I don't have to be the attention. I know what I'm standing for. I know what I am. Okay, I know what I'm about. Okay, I can do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Oh, that is so good. Because this is a generation that fights for rights. Right? But if you know your scriptures, if you know maturity, if we fight for our rights, we'll be in hell tonight. I know that's going to mess some people up. Okay, listen, fighting for our rights is the reason why we are sinful. Okay, and so that thing needs to be mastered and put under God's will, God's purpose. And that's why Paul says, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but is it benefiting you? Focus people say, yeah, I could, I could go do this, but it's not beneficial to me. See, focus people are not focused on, I can't, I won't. They focus more on beneficial Man, you start living your life that way. What is beneficial? Is this relationship beneficial? Is the way I'm spending my time beneficial? Is the way that I'm addressing this issue beneficial? If we begin to think that way, then we start having focus. Okay? And that drives immature people crazy because immature people live by their feelings. Mature people live by principles. Mature people have feelings, but they've mastered that principles will always outweigh the feelings. Principles are always better than feelings because feelings come and go, but principles remain the same. That's what focused people are all about. Okay? They all, hey, in my church, I say, if we're going to clap, we all do it together. You ready? You want to clap? Go ahead. <laughs> Number four, real quick. Two more, I'm out of your way, right? Number four, focused people, they know they're not the focus. Let me see if you're paying attention. What's number two? They filter every action decisions through their mission. Number three is what? Thank you. I like the side of the room. Uh, <laughs> we're hanging out. We're hanging out after this. Right? Um, watch this. Number four is, again, go back and read Philippians. Focused people have an agenda. Focused people have an agenda. What does that mean? They know what they want to accomplish. Do you have an agenda? Or, do you, or does your week just go by and you don't even know what you accomplished? 
What is the driving force of your life again? What is driving you these days? Okay. Have you sat down with pen and paper and said, here's my agenda, Lord. Here's what I believe you put in my heart to do. I remember when God spoke to me about that when I was here. I remember sitting down and I broke it down into different areas of my life. Academically, God, here's my focus. Socially, here's my focus. I used to play soccer. Here's my focus. One of my soccer goals was, God, I don't want to get a red card this year. <laughs> so I'm very passionate. And it looks bad. It looks terrible. It just messes up, you know, my testimony. And I remember that, yeah, I got a yellow card, so it was better than a red card. <laughs> okay. But what is your agenda? You know what the beauty of having an agenda is? Go back and see how far you've come. That, go back and see what the Lord has done. I still have my, my journals from, from college days. I love going back and looking at them and see the progress and see what God has done. Okay. I encourage you, mature people, again, mature people in the house, have an agenda and see what the Lord will do. See, God works in unity. God works in order. God doesn't work in chaos. Go read your Bibles. Okay. God doesn't work in chaos. If your life is chaotic, you need to focus. Focus, mate. Okay. If you're all over the place, right, you just whatever, always flying off the handle, always mad, always angry, always upset, nothing going on. Week went by. You didn't accomplish anything. You need to focus. No, no, listen, no agenda, no accomplishments. Okay, that's what it comes down to. And then, have you noticed, it's the immature people that get mad at the mature people. Right? And they, and they, and they, and they love to hate, you always got something going on. Well, it's your problem you have something going on. That's on you. You, know, you want to go get your movie, one in the morning? No, I got stuff to do tomorrow. I got to go to bed on time. I want to be focused. I want to be ready for what's coming my way. Immature people do anything at any time with anybody because they don't have a focus. Am I preaching today? Am I preaching? Thank you. <laughs> Listen, focus people celebrate progress. You see what Paul said? Hey, I know I'm not there yet, but I'm on my way. When you have an agenda, you know the progress. You know where you are and you know where you want to be. Focus people celebrate progress. Why? Because they know life is unpredictable. There's a lot going on. But you know what? I'm going to focus on the things I have going on for me. Immature people always focus on what's not going on. Focus people say, yeah, it may not be all there, but I'm on my way. I'm not, listen, I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not who I used to be. Okay? Focus people celebrate the fact that God is working. Okay? And, 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 and if I continue to allow myself... In his will, he's, he's going to continue to lead me and guide me and protect me and bless me to the next stage of my life. Focus people know how to celebrate progress. I remember when we first got married, we didn't have a lot. You know, we, we got an apartment in North Providence. And, and I told my wife, I said, let's make a deal here that we're going to celebrate what's in front of us. Because if we start focusing on what we don't have, it can really go down here really fast. And we get depressed and, and we get weird and all that stuff. I said, we're going to celebrate every progress. I remember we, 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 we had gotten a couch, and I was celebrating that couch. I was like, yo, we got a couch, yo, we got a couch. Yeah, we didn't have one, but now we do, okay? I, you can do that, or you can go, yeah, it's just a couch. Well, you be grumpy. You, 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 you don't, don't, listen, you be sour about life. I'm going to be celebrating life. I'm going to be celebrating every good thing that God does in my life, okay? Because I don't deserve anything. The problem with this generation is we think we're entitled to things. We're not entitled to anything. If we fought for our rights, we'll be in hell tonight. Okay? We're not entitled to anything. 
We are blessed and we are privileged. Therefore, we celebrate progress. You're like, man, I've been struggling with something. Well, well, look, count your blessings. See what God has already done. Because the Bible says, you know, the Lord God, he's faithful to keep his word. And he will provide for all your needs. The most used word in the Bible is the word remember. Why? Because we forget. <laughs> right? We have a tendency to think, oh, nothing's happening. Like the Israelites, you know, fire, pillar, you know, food from heaven. Uh, not, we, we should go back to Egypt. No, no, no. You celebrate progress. Not there yet, but I am on my way. Can you say amen? amen? Are you good? Can I give you one more? Just one more. Focus people. Here's the last one. Attract other focused people. If you're always attracting the wrong person, you should be asking yourself, what am I attracting? All my boyfriends are messed up. All my boyfriends are... Yeah, but what are you attracting, though? Why, why is it always happening to you, though? It ain't Ralph, though. Okay, why is it always you? Okay, I never seem to catch a break. Everything be going on. Well, why is that, though? I know life is unpredictable, but some things is up to you. Some things is up to you. Okay, because, because here's the thing. You are what you attract. You are what you attract. Okay. I remember when, uh, when we were here, one of the, f- the jokes was the first couple of weeks of school was, let's see how many freshmen are going to come out the block and start dating right away. And then, <laughs> okay. And then, and then let's stop placing bets. How many weeks till they break up? When I say place bets, we didn't bet money because we're Christians. We bet food. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because, because here you are, you're thinking this is freedom. And then freedom looks like a broken heart two weeks later. And now Taylor Swift is your best friend. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, girls, this is the funny thing is, and then you start saying stuff like, he ugly anyways. No, he was always ugly. He was always ugly. You weren't paying attention. You were watching. Right? Dude, some of y'all, I'm not, I'm not really feeling it. No, you, you were. You just weren't paying attention. Okay, I can come back and do a whole dating thing if you want me to. I'll come back and, and mess up this place. How much time do I have? It's about that time. All right. I, I love you, NC. I love you guys. You know, I, I really do. I love you. That's why I feel like I can speak freely. This is family to me. You know, this is family. And family, keep it real, right? Family, keep it real. We, we love each other. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna check each other because we want the best for each other. That's what focused people do. They attract other focused people. Why? Because you want the best for each other. Things that I did when I was here is I had a focus buddy and we kept each other accountable because we both wanted to be men of God, we both wanted to serve God, we both wanted to do God's will. So we said, How about we keep each other accountable? How about we make sure that our lives are aligning with what we're saying? How about we make sure 
that our character is intact. That's why we make sure we keep integrity. And I'm happy to say, you know, over 11 years later, we're both in ministry. And you'll see him in a few weeks. His name is Matt Thomas. He's the pastor of Bethel Church of Nazarene. One of my best friends when I was here, you know. Why? Because focused people attract other focused people. Are you focused today, church? Are you focused today? I say church because you are. You're the body. Okay. If you are focused, you know Jesus is the focus. If you're focused, you know every decision needs to be filtered through the mission of serving God. If you're focused, that's how you spend your energy, your time, your money, your effort. When you're focused, your life has purpose. You get up in the morning, you know, God, this is the day you made. I will rejoice and be glad. And I'll celebrate today. I'll celebrate what you have for me. And because I'm focused, God, I know you're going to attract the right people towards me. Not just in, I'm not talking about just in romantic relationships. I'm talking friendships. I'm talking the right organization, the right company that you're going to be working for. God, the Bible says, he orders your step. The step of a righteous man is ordered by God. The righteous man's job is to stay focused. God's job is to keep opening doors. Are you with me? Would you stand with me? I want to pray for you this morning. All of us then, who are mature, I pray, if you're not there yet, I pray you're on your way. You should take such view on things. And if on some point you think differently, in other words, if, none of, if some of the stuff is not making sense to you, look, he says this, that too God will make it clear to you. Only let us live up to what we already attained. Do you allow me to pray for you? Would you do me a favor? Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this amazing body of believers. I thank you for this beautiful church, this beautiful school. I thank you for every life in this place. Behind every life, there's purpose because you are a God of purpose. And I pray today, God, that you brought me here to bring focus. And I pray, God, that because of that, these young people will make this school a better place. These young people will be used by you to build up this community, not to tear it down. To be a blessing, to be a beacon of light, to be on this campus and off campus, Lord. I thank you for every single one of them. I thank you for every staff, every teacher. I pray that this is the best year of their lives, Lord. Bless them, I pray. Lead them, I pray. And fill them with your presence, I pray. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, give God a praise in this place. God bless you. Have a good day.